Get out your pumpkin spice latte, y'all. It's finally fall, and it is glorious. Living in the South, the heat and humidity usually hang around until late into October or sometimes even November. The cool days we've been experiencing lately have been divine and are, in my opinion, a mercy, one that I didn't expect from 2020. Let's celebrate, shall we? Raise your mugs and let's toast to cooler, cozier, and calmer days. Let's fall, y'all. I'm Vanessa K. Eccles, and this is Fabled. The promise of fall hung in the air. A cool breeze made the sheer curtains dance. She'd longed for the nights when she could sleep with the windows up, fresh air filling her lungs. The time had finally come, and it felt like a relief. The previous season had been hard, and the future felt a bit uncertain. She tried to remember a time when that hadn't felt true, though. Life over the past several years had been unrelenting. She knew she'd lost herself somewhere, at least part of herself. She'd been so busy building, hoping, striving, hustling. God, she hated that word. Bottom line, she'd been trying too hard for too long. And she'd finally slammed into the wall, the one that she'd been trying to avoid but couldn't make the turn fast enough. Tired didn't even begin to describe it. Her feet ached when they hit the floor, toes curling into the thick rug. She needed coffee. Her to-do list was a mile long, and that mountain already felt too high to climb, and it was only 7 a.m. With a deep yawn, she headed down the stairs and into the kitchen. After filling up the pot and grinding the beans, she stood and listened to the drip of the coffee. She needed a change. A seasonal shift. She knew that, but how? What would something new even look like? Was she even capable of change at this point? The last many years had looked all the same. All work. One project after another. Had she forgotten to live? She thought back on the last time she felt excited for a project. Like, truly excited without the pressure of trying to hurry up and finish. It'd been so long. Eight years, in fact. She loved what she did, of course, but the pressure made what she loved feel like work. But she could change that, right? She poured herself a cup of joe and went to the back porch, journal in hand. She jotted down what she needed to do and thought about change. A cool breeze brushed her hair in her face, and she took a deep breath. How long had it been since she just cleared her mind and allowed peace to fill her spirit? How long had her well been dry? A maple leaf drifted in the air. She watched as it gracefully glided, joyfully even, she thought, to the ground. Fall has a way of reminding us to let go, fall into new things instead of remaining in the perpetual state of resistance. Let go and let live, she whispered. 
She sipped the warm cup of black magic and cleared her mind. Stories swirled like leaves in her thoughts. So many tales she'd like to weave. But she knew they'd be there when she found her way to them, like the leaf on the ground. They're content just being there, waiting and resting. Before heading inside to begin the day, she picked up the maple leaf and sat it beside her computer to remind her to fall and joyfully shift into this new season. According to an article on History.com, the fall equinox occurs between September 21st and September 24th every year. In the North Hemisphere, the September equinox corresponds with the fall harvest. Several ancient harvest celebrations take place on or around the fall equinox. Equinox comes from a Latin term, which means equal night. On the equinox, night and day are almost perfectly divided, 12 hours each. But that really depends on where you live in the world, give or take. As the Earth orbits the Sun, it is slanted at an angle. For half the year, the North Pole is tilted somewhat towards the Sun, bringing longer days to the Northern Hemisphere, while the South Pole is slanted somewhat farther from the Sun, bringing fewer days of sunshine to the Southern Hemisphere. In the Northern Hemisphere, the September equinox notes the initial day of fall. The opposite is true in the Southern Hemisphere, where the September equinox indicates the first day of spring. Archaeologists believe a variety of primitive sites, like Stonehenge, for example, were used by ancient individuals to track the placement of the sun, and also anticipate solstices as well as equinoxes. There are many customs and rituals revolving around the fall equinox. To the ancient Greeks, the September equinox noted the return of the goddess Persephone to the darkness of the underworld, where she is rejoined with her husband Hades. The full moon that falls closest to the fall equinox is occasionally called the harvest moon. The Chinese started celebrating fall harvest or the harvest moon centuries ago. They celebrated the successful reaping of rice and wheat as well as made offerings to the moon. Haigan is a holiday celebrated by some Japanese. It takes place twice a year throughout the fall, as well as springtime equinoxes. During Haigan, Japanese Buddhists will return to their hometowns to pay respects to their forefathers. Haigan weighs from the other shore of the Sanzu River. In the Buddhist tradition, going across the legendary Sanzu River indicated passing into the afterlife. And the people of the British Isles have been celebrating fall harvests and festivals dating back all the way to pagan times. The festivals would usually take place on the Sunday closest to the harvest moon. Early English settlers took the harvest celebration practice with them to America. These traditional festivals developed the basis of American Thanksgiving, which we currently celebrate in November. And then you have the French. Throughout the French Revolution, the French government created and executed a brand new yearly schedule. Each brand new year would start at midnight on the day of the fall equinox. In the revolutionary attempt to free the calendar of spiritual or royalist influence, each month was called after a natural element. The French followed this calendar from 1793 until Napoleon Bonaparte abolished it in 1806. 
In addition to all the fall festivals, there's another part of the fall that's beautiful. In the far north, the fall equinox signals peak watching of the Aurora Borealis, or the Northern Lights. The celestial display of wonderfully colored lights happens when bits from the sun strike atoms in the Earth's atmosphere, causing them to illuminate. This light displays peak around the fall and also spring equinoxes. That's because disturbances or geomagnetic storms are greatest at these times. The history and the atmosphere, all of that's great, but why do we love fall? Autumn is a magical season for many of us, and if you're listening to this episode, I venture to say it is for you too. There's something wonderful and inspiring about the falling of leaves and the crunch of them under your feet. The warm colors remind us of time spent around the hearth and of spice pies and hot drinks. It's a time of storytelling when we're inside more and enjoy reading, watching movies with our families, or listening to our favorite podcasts. It's a time of letting go. In 2020, there are a lot of things we all want to let go of. This autumn, perhaps more than ever, we need to take nature's cue and drop all of the baggage and worries we've been carrying. It's time to remind ourselves what we love and why we love it. Let's fall into the hope of a new year, believing that 2021 will bring something better. That's my sincere prayer. And as we fall back in our daylight savings time, our worlds grow a little darker. But light always shines brightest in the dark. My favorite things about this season is the crackle of a fire in the fireplace and the cool nights we spend camping in the woods. It's the campfire stories, the promise of spooks in the shadows, and the time spent creating my own tales. For whatever reason, fall has historically been my most productive season. I've learned to lean into that over the years and embrace this time as one of creative exploration, knowing that for everything, there is a season. And this one is mine. Is it yours too? While I was researching this episode, I came across this poem titled September by John Updike that I feel captures the feeling of fall perfectly. The breeze's taste of apple peel. The air is full of smells to feel. Ripe fruit, old footballs, burning brush, new books, erasers, chalk, and such. The bee his hive well-honeyed hum and mother cuts chrysanthemums. Like plates washed clean with suds the days are polished with a morning haze. So we've established that we love fall, but is there any science behind our love of the season? The love of fall is based on a vibrant concept of fond memories and coziness. And also, emotionally, there are some fascinating facts that might describe why we're so enamored with all things fall. Amy Jane Griffiths, a licensed psychologist and professor at Chapman University, and Catherine Rockling at the College of Pittsburgh's Department of Psychology explain in a Bustle article that many people may associate the fall with joyful, 
experiences. Time with family, holidays, comfort food, back to school seasons, just to name a few. And because of the coronavirus outbreak this year, people may be longing for those comforting, joyful experiences now more than ever. The article goes on to mention that cooler temperatures usually mean time spent closer to others and encourage other cozy activities like feel-good movie watching or baking treats. But of course, fall isn't for everyone. The onset of the cooler season reminds some people who suffer from SAD, seasonal affective disorder, that winter is coming. And those who suffer from depression during the cooler, darker months likely don't feel the same about fall as others. Also, some people establish preferences for certain seasons in childhood while others of us are affected emotionally by the seasons. But this year likely feels different for all of us. After months of feeling separated from life, I'm sure we are all looking forward to a change, a seasonal shift, and a promise of something new and hopefully better. But there's more to fall than the science and beauty of the season. When I think of fall, I can't help but think of Huga. Fall is a season of home. Why not make it cozy? Home is central to who we are. It should be a reflection of what we love and who we love to share it with. But the reality is that we're all so busy working and meeting all of life's demand that our homes sometimes get neglected. We buy things that we need and fill our spaces with stuff that doesn't reflect who we are and who we want to be. Huga is the Danish art of cozy happiness in your life and in your space. The Danes consistently rank as some of the happiest people in the world, but why? What makes a person feel the warm fuzzies for life? After reading the little book of Huga, I found that it doesn't take much. In fact, simple is better. The author of the book describes it as an atmosphere and an experience rather than about things. It's about being with the people we love, a feeling of home, a feeling that we are safe, that we are shielded from the world, and allow ourselves to let our guards down. You may be having an endless conversation about the small or big things in life, or just be comfortable in each other's company, or simply just be by yourself enjoying a cup of tea. Sounds absolutely lovely, right? I think so too, which is why I've started shifting my perspective and my home to create a more hookah vibe. It really doesn't take much to get that whole cozy feeling going. All you need is a comfortable couch or chair, some candles, some living plants in your space. If you have a fireplace, wonderful, otherwise the candles will do. Surround yourself with books, have some tea or coffee or some type of warm drink, add some throw blankets, and if you really want to get huga, add a couple of antiques or vintage wood furniture. The soul of huga is people. Surrounding yourself with the people you love is the way to make anything huga. Your family, your pets, your beloved friends make this life worth living. And there's nothing more cozy and enjoyable than sharing a movie, a meal, or even an evening of conversation with those who matter most. And even though we're going through social distancing, you could do all of this over a Zoom call 
or over the phone. The things that surround Huga are just part of what the feeling is. But it's not the source of happiness. People are. It's our relationships that fulfill us. And Huga isn't just for your home, it's also for your office. Even if you work from home, it's essential to make your workspace somewhere you're comfortable and somewhere that makes you joyful. You can Huga your office by simply adding indoor plants, cozy furnishings, photos or inspirational quotes, candles, and any, any other mementos that bring you joy. Huga can best be summed up as a state of mindfulness, how to make essential and mundane tasks dignified, joyful, and beautiful, how to live a life connected with loved ones. This week, I challenge you to celebrate the coming of fall by reading a spooky story or watching a scary movie, buying a pumpkin for decoration, or snag yourself a pumpkin spice latte. Personally, I've been enjoying Dunkin' Donuts pumpkin spice flavored coffee, and I've definitely got to get a scented candle for my space. Tis a season to let go and embrace the shadows. No more fear. No more worry. Find your escape and get your cozy on, my friends. I'll be giving away a book about Huga to one of my patrons this month. If you've considered supporting the show, please do. That way you can be entered to win the book. All you have to do is visit patreon.com forward slash Fable Collective. Till next time, thank you for listening.